MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Politics are in play in sports. People don't want to admit it. They thought that, oh, politics are new in sports. No, they aren't. And baseball's commissioner uh, decides to say that baseball is really apolitical when it's really hella political. Uh, Big market teams in the NBA are playing really well. And Ralph loves it. Me? As long as the Lakers are good, that's all that matters. Um, NFL owners are fighting with each other over legal fees, and it is getting ugly. The NC, the NAACP decides to send a message to players asking them not to sign with teams in Texas uh, over the new rules and laws that have been made there. And is cleaning your hotel room before you leave the right thing to do? And of course, the best of social media. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. So, uh, Ralph, we will start at the beginning today, my friend. The beginning And it is with politics and sports. And this the reason why I got to thinking about this is because there was an article on Yahoo Sports and it was talking about Commissioner Rob Manfred of the MLB. He just says that the MLB wants to be apolitical. And I'm like, how is that possible, Ralph? How is that possible? And Through the last couple of years since Colin Kaepernick, people were saying, oh, politics, keep politics out of sports. And I'm like, that's not politics. Those are human rights issues because politics have always been a part of sports. Yeah, no, politics have to be part of sports, because how do you how do you like zone for a stadium? It, You know, how do you design labor laws for part time or seasonal employees yep like it's how do you uh interact with local and state government to make sure 
that you have uh, security, police escorts, people that you're paying overtime to, like filtering it directly through um, enforcement agencies and, and having first responders on deck and all that stuff. Almost everything, when you're moving a franchise or when you're starting a franchise, going through local municipalities to try to figure out land and funding and all that stuff. All of these are political processes. It's weird. It's like the term politics has been hijacked to talk about cultural issues and, and issues of rights and bill of rights stuff, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and equality and whatnot. When 99.99999% of politics is, you know, what does your state government let you do or how is your state government catching up to new issues or technology? The, the MLB has a Supreme court granted antitrust exemption. They, uh, the league funds politicians through a pack and then team owners contribute through their own personal money. Like, right. and then taxpayers still subsidize stadiums. If there is, I mean, and then they spent millions of dollars lobbying, lobbying Congress for legal per- protection to underpay the minor league players that ended up getting signed um, uh, in a spending bill by, by Donald Trump. And then in the wake of the January 6th riots at the Capitol, they suspended all political contributions. Ralph, if that doesn't sound like politics to me, I don't know what is. Right, right. And then beyond that, you definitely have people who look at military presence, um, the anthem, the, you know, honoring of, of different, having presidents and congressmen and representatives throughout the first pitch uh that arizona diamondbacks who i root for the owner ken kendrick is a gop mega donor like yeah. and i'm not keep, worried keep about that i'm not worried about that at all like they're definitely involved because they use their political influence to get things done for their teams and for their league like it's the, the the idea, though, that politics were, like you said earlier, hijacked about social justice issues or human rights issues has just been it's just absolute madness. The NFL used to have an antitrust exemption, but they let their antitrust exemption go because they wanted to be able to hide their books. They didn't want to have to say how much teams were making, how much the commissioner was making all of this stuff. They thought it was a bad look. And so then, so politics are consistently involved in sports. They always are involved in sports, just like uh, Kurt Flood and the um, and free agency in baseball. Politics involved with uh, with people not wanting to be a part of the Vietnam War. Politics consistently rears its head in sports. The Mitchell report as it related to baseball, Congress is now getting involved with the Washington football team. And when Ralph mentioned politics involved in like now that's actually caused a big fight between the owners in the NFL and the city. Well, between them about the city of St. St. Louis. And that is you you have Stan Kroenke, who is the owner of the L.A. Rams. He agreed to pay all of the legal fees as it related to their relocation from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And the city is suing. And now he said that and now he's refusing to pay for those legal fees, which he agreed to, which is the only reason why the NFL allowed him to move. And none of the owners support him except for Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones is like, yo, he brought us to L.A. He built this whole thing. He did it, blah, blah, blah. And now it's causing division amongst the owners, which is very, very interesting. Yeah, it that is interesting. But just to go back, it politics is inescapable. We're citizens of this nation. 
we have different ideas and we're in a democracy. And so our input in some way counts it. Just get over it. Like it's cool. It, it's cool. People can coexist and have different ideas. It's the tiptoeing around it. That makes it weird. Like, yeah, it, it is sometimes incessant, like woke causes being injected into uh, the actual fabric of the game that is being played um, or conservative. uh, You know, it's not always fun to know that, like, like I said, the team I for that Ken Kendrick's you're just like writing checks to people who might support um, the idea of an insurrection or like a fraudulent recount or, or, or whatever else going on like that stuff might be annoying to my personal politics but at the end of the day i'm just watching a baseball game like the idea that those things don't factor into almost every decision made by everybody within baseball whether or not they're trying to get into the actual like cultural aspect of politics is silly what's the main reason that people sign with teams in texas over california george uh taxes taxes because there are no state taxes right and how do we how do we pass or not pass uh state legislation surrounding taxes voting right which is inherently political thing like it 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 is woven into the fabric of our society and the minute that we can all just accept that some of us have different ideas on different things without completely vilifying each other or just treating politics in general like it's this quicksand um just be be who you're going to be. And if people are mad about it, then they're mad about it. But this this whole thing of like trying to strike the right societal tone, we're divided than ever. Yep. You're never, ever going to be able to please us. Just be yourselves. I don't have any issue with who Kurt Schilling is and who he supports. They're not the people that I support. Uh, the way that I disagree with him is by supporting things that are other than it, but I don't need him to never have a place in baseball. If he was like that, when he was an actual player, it might be a distraction, but at the same time, every fifth day when he takes the ball and he's pitching for my team, it is what it is. Yeah. See, I'm a believer in that. I like people to be upfront and vocal about what they believe and all that stuff. And I think that you should do it from a place of love, right? That it's not abusive or trying to attack somebody else, but it's fine for you to have a different opinion. And I and even if it's an opinion that hates me. Right. I would rather somebody say, George, I hate you. You effing in. I would love I would appreciate I could actually work with that person better if I were forced to. Right. Then somebody who is faking it. And working covertly behind the scenes against me, because at least I know that that person doesn't like me. They're working against me. They are adversarial. So now I know the rules of engagement. But it's the sneaky link, uh, you know, uh, aspect of this where where people where they have their views and opinions in the dark which actually does more damage than the people who are out front doing it. Like, like if, like when, when I see people with certain bumper stickers on their cars and I already know what you about. So I know how to deal with you. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that it needs to be within the fabric of you participating in your profession. I don't walk into Circle K to buy a thirst buster and then say to the cashier, oh, by the way, what are your thoughts on abortion? <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, you got a job to do. I'm a consumer of the product on, on uh, that is taking place, which is in uh, spectating you doing your job and then commentating on it later. Any time that a player gets involved with anything political, like it's going to be newsworthy, it's going to provide fodder for the stuff that we talk about. But I don't consider it to be a necessity. And sometimes it is definitely refreshing to know that you're not going to be like the the kneeling thing, right? The kneeling thing. And e- even beyond that, like COVID and vaccinations and stuff like that. 
I get exhausted just watching press conferences of people saying like, what are your thoughts on Kaepernick and kneeling? And would you kneel? And if the whole team decides to kneel, are you going to not kneel? And then we have like a Jonathan Isaac situation where I'll explain the fact that you chose not to need like all that stuff doesn't have anything to do with the sport that's that's being played. And I have to consciously choose not to get caught up in it and just watch the game. I mean, I'm not going to watch the Orlando Magic either way, but like to just watch the games and enjoy the, the games for 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 what they are. I'm also not going to stop watching just because somebody does or does not kneel. Dude, people, people who here, I've said this from the beginning, people who said I stopped watching sports because of the politics, even though it's not politics, that they weren't real sports fans in general, because people who love sports, they don't stop watching sports. They may stop watching a particular team where I was a big Bulls fan when I was young. I didn't like the way that Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf handled the Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Rodman situation. Hated it. So I was like, I'm out on the Bulls. You don't quit basketball. <laughs> like that, that just doesn't happen. Now, um, over on this ownership side, though, Ralph, this Stan Kroenke situation is causing a divide amongst the owners. And then you add that up with the Mark Davis situation where the Washington football team emails ended up getting his head coach fired. And now he's going out and saying, you know what? Um, we they, NFL should release those emails. So now you have people d- divided and Mark Davis is clearly a man that has nothing to, to hide. And when you look at the Raiders, they hired the first woman president, hired the first black coach. Like they've done so many things like under Al Davis that you can't really question what's been going on in that franchise. So he's like, nah, open them up. Send me an email. Show them, please. I find that interesting. I think that that divide is uh, uh, over these issues is rearing itself even in the ownership groups because these are major issues. Yeah, yeah, and especially when it comes to, you know, paying for the lawsuits that the city of St. Louis um, bringing against the the Rams as an organization and the NFL as a whole. Um, and that you made that bed. Like Stan yeah. Kroenke, you made that bed. You got, uh, I'm sorry that it's inconvenient for you, but you packed up a whole ass franchise and took it across the country. Did you not think that that was going to have residual effects? Well, well how, how about the idea that somebody on there had the nerve to say that they were that he had spent a billion dollars in legal fees? I was like, there's not a snowball's chance in hell he spent a billion dollars in legal fees. That's there's no way, because what these big teams do is they put people on retainer. They'll be right. like, all right. I'm going to give you $10 million to handle this, this case, but that's the end of the line, buddy. So whatever, or whether it's 50 million, 75 million, hundred million, whatever it is, he ain't paid no a billion dollars in legal fees like that. That's not even financially prudent to pay a billion dollars to, to then pay 6 billion to build your facility to like make it back when, like even though NFL franchises are extremely valuable, that that that's just slow money on the way back. You could have stayed in St. Louis and made money faster than that. Right, right. And I I, I don't I, I the one group of people that I'll never feel sorry for because it's so subsidized and the asset appreciates so rapidly is is sports team owners i don't like i don't care about your problems and i i won't well my question for you george is we're talking about not minding that people are politically involved and the and whether it's inter you know the you talk about the inter office uh interleague politics that are going on the 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 way that these owners and and use their money and influence to uh to sway politicians and create legislation that it's them and everything like that and the fact that politics are just woven into the game what do you think of the NAACP attempting to create um, or influence student athletes to be more political and stay away from schools that exist in states 
that have, uh, in their view, regressive legislation on voting and abortion and stuff like that, because that's happening as well. Yes. And that is the NC, the NC. I don't know. I write NCAA so many times that when it came to writing NAACP, I was like, NCAAP. (laughs) But uh, no, Uh, NAACP. Um, And the idea, though, see, I, I was torn on this, right? On, on, on this issue, because they asked uh, black and minority people not to sign professional athletes, not to sign with teams in Texas. Same thing for college players as well. First thing is you're going to have people sign to them because they're offering money, right? They're offering money and there are a finite number of positions. So even if all the people wanted to sign with other places, There are going to be people who have mortgages, kids, families, all that stuff that have to take care of their families. So they can't just not sign with them. You know what I mean? So so like maybe they only end up with with the lower tier of players, but whatever, like you're you're still going to be able to field the team and all of that. And if you offer people enough money, then it's the old rule that I always say everything's not on sale. Well, everything is for sale. Everything's just not on sale. So maybe you have to pay a little bit more to get it, but you'll eventually get it. But when it comes to college players, see, I would not send my son to go play at, at Ole Miss, right? Just because I know I was born in Memphis I understand some of the things that have gone on in Mississippi. Last state to abolish slavery. Uh, they ju- the out the uh, the way that people re- re- responded when they got rid of the the song Dixie when they changed the mascot. All of that. It, it just state flag. Yeah, the state flag. It and, and that was recent. I'm like, nah, I'm not sending my kid down down there. Do I like what I mind them playing for Lane, Lane Kiffin? I don't know. I don't think that Lane Kiffin is is out there uh, a racist or abusing people or treat. No, it's just a community and all of that. So would I not send my kid to Texas because of the eyes of Texas song? Probably. I would probably that would probably be a deterrent for me and my kid. But some people don't feel like that. And you got to make your own choice for 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 you. But I don't know if a blanket asking everybody to do that is the right approach. I just don't know about the idea of asking other people to take to take a stand. I understand the importance of the issue and I understand using all of the resources you have at your disposal. But I also and it this is a weird thing to criticize the NAACP about, but I also feel weird about that burden as many burdens involving uh, voting or legislation in our country falling directly to the feet of like the African-American community. Like it, it, I don't know. Uh, Oh, 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 that the, the idea that it's black people's job to change it as opposed to everybody's job to change it because right because dude like here's the here's the thing that i truly but believe right is that is that i'm a christian and i talk about my 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 faith all these things and i believe that the bible tells us that the greatest of all the commandments is love right that you have to love people even when they are doing things that you don't necessarily agree with or you don't believe the bible says that you're supposed to love them and tell them the truth right and that means that 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 you can't treat people improperly and about the abortion thing in texas like it it just ruffles my feathers because you you'll have ted cruz talk talking about kyrie irving my body my my choice right but then at the same time not say that about women's bodies like i am pro-life however i also am i'm pro-life but it's not my body it's not my choice like the the person who does it has to deal with God about what they did. 
That's not my job to 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 try to inf- well, it's my job to try to influence the person, but it's not my job to like try to pass condemnation on somebody, especially when you don't know their life, you don't know their circumstances and all that. And I just say, listen, I wouldn't make that same choice, but you got to deal with God on that one. That, 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 that's not my problem. But what, what if back in your playing days, it, you know, you're looking for a team to sign with and the NAACP comes to you and says, Hey, stay away from these three teams because we're trying to influence the political process in these three cities. What if what if at the same time Dallas and the Houston Texans are the only teams offering me jobs? You you see what I'm saying? Like it it becomes of and then it's a matter of how big of a impact can I make? Can can I make a bigger impact from the inside, right? Can I go there and say, listen, I'm signing here, but I'm also speaking out about these laws in this, in this state. So I don't think that there's a singular path to, to the finish line. You know, it's, it's, it's not like running a marathon where there is a set course, right? Yeah. No, like there there is a finish line, but there are different paths that people have to take to get to that finish line. Like you need people working on the inside because because uh, otherwise, if you don't have anybody working on the on the inside, then people will be like, okay, fine. All those people that don't agree with us aren't here anyway. So it's fine the way it is. So I, 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 I think that sometimes people get too excited about a boycott. When in reality, what is the goal? The goal is to change, right? Yeah. So how do you accomplish the the change? Political pressure, donations, and also vote getting voted in or voting people in who agree with you. So there are multiple ways around it. And just the idea of a boycott or staying away is not going to work unless you can impact the money. Yeah, and I, I also uh, <laughs> I, I hate taking a stand for the apathetic. It's it, pe- people. See, I got kicked out because I was about to say something controversial, but we're back. <laughs> I hate to take a stand for the apathetic because it's it, it makes it sound like I'm defending apathy. But the truth is. A lot of people are apathetic or pre-political for a lot of different reasons. If somebody came to me and said, like, we need you to adopt this cause, and it wasn't something that was important to me at the time or I had other priorities, I would have to tell them, like, that's not a priority for me. Uh, There there tends to be um, this mindset amongst people who are politically active um, that they have two enemies. One is the ideological opposition and the other is the people who haven't picked a side or it's not a priority for them. Because people have different priorities in in their lives at that point. You may you may have a kid who's sick. You may have a mother, father, sister, brother, whoever who's who's sick. You may have some other situation that is more pressing in your life. Maybe you're close to getting a divorce. Maybe your uh, kid is struggling in school or or your or your passion is about domestic violence or your passion is about drug abuse or your passion is about homelessness. Like everybody doesn't have the same uh political fervor first of all or even about the same topic so and i think that we have to be okay with that part of things now the internet doesn't want me to thrive george keeps kicking me out of here (laughs) but i just i I just want to affirm your point i want to agree with you there are issues of civil rights and liberty that matter a whole lot and martin luther king talked a lot about apathetic people being the the biggest hurdle to to achieving those things but some things are a matter of your view, whether it be religious or cultural and, and they're, and, and, or they're just not your cause yet. And the idea of, of asking somebody who might not necessarily be prepared to do so, or maybe even be the most appropriate voice for your cause to take that cause up 
I mean, I can't fault you for asking, but at the same time, people shouldn't be villainized for saying I'm not at a place in my life right now where that's a that's a priority for me. And that's where I worry about the dangers of politics creeping into into sports is saying that, like, there are two villains. There's the person who disagrees with me and then there's the person who doesn't have an opinion. Yep. And just just as long as you're not I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay, you will be back. Um, but you, you you spoke about apathetic people. And apathetic people are now the new uh, boi- boisterous people. And those are New York Knicks fans. They had been quiet <laughs> and silent and humble and all of this for so long. Last year in the playoffs, they win one damn playoff game. One playoff game. We're back. They're burning it, stuff in the streets, acting like they won. And then they got beat by the Atlanta Hawks. And now they started out the season four and one. Oh, my God. Knicks fans are the most obnoxious people on earth right right now. But I don't mind them. Like, they are just so happy to see a winner. They actually, but I wonder if they're setting themselves up for a disappointment because there's no way the Knicks are winning the championship this year. Probably not. Probably not. But it's cool that they're good. And it's cool that the fans are, are, are excited. I like that, man. I, I don't like the idea of Knicks fans knowing they're going to go 19 and 63 before the season starts. So they're just completely checked out. I'm sick of that. I love it when big market teams are relevant. I think that it adds a little bit of spiciness to to the overall NBA experience. You get a lot more people engaged. It makes for a better and more fun product. Right now, out here on the East Coast, you got Chicago is good so far. The Knicks are good so far. Even the Hornets uh, are, are making some noise, and I'm out here in Charlotte, and it feels Bro, like the mid '90s again. Check, check this out, and and I know that this is r- ridiculous. So, so you don't have to tell me, people, um, that if the playoffs started today, I know we're five <laughs> games in. I know we're five games in. Hey, hey, with COVID, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> if the playoffs started today, the the playoff teams in the Eastern Conference, as we speak, Knicks. Hornets in in order. Knicks, Hornets, Chicago Bulls, Wizards, Miami Heat, Cleveland Cavaliers, Milwaukee Bucks, and Atlanta Hawks. You know who I didn't say? The 76ers, the Knicks, I'm sorry, the 76ers, the Nets, and the Celtics. And then over in the Western Conference, uh, oh, where the, where the hell are the records in the in the Western Conference, buddy? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you oh you don't, huh? Because your Phoenix Suns are one in three right right now. But uh you would I think that's the but I think that actually like that actually shows the difference between my mindset and your mindset. I don't expect my team to go to the finals, much less win it. So the NBA just being more interesting in general is always more fun for me. You're out here saying title or bust. So you don't care who is good or where, as long as it's just your team. Dude, title or bust. Dude, that's the, that's the life of a Lakers Dodgers fan. It is there. There. How many titles have the Dodgers won in the last 30 years? Two. Two. When was the one before last 19, year? 1988. Kirk I Gibson. think you, I think your math is I think your math is wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're getting yeah. old, man. The 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 menu that you have to roll back to click the year you were born is getting further and further away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was 22 years prior to when they when they won. But do you think that the like I don't think that the NBA has to be is better because the Knicks are good. I don't think so. I just think that you need stars, period, that you need stars and you need people that are must see TV like Steph Curry, LeBron James, LaMelo Ball. Uh, now the Chicago Bulls are kind of must see TV. You're missing a player. You're missing a player whose haircut that you hate, so you can't admit that he's a basketball god. Oh, oh, I forgot about the Nets are must-see TV. No, no, no. Talking about John Morant. Oh, my God. The, the damn 
how Memphis Grizzlies are not must-see TV? Stop it. John Morant is must-see TV. No. Nope. Sorry. And I what? like John Morant, but he's not must-see You do TV. not? Yes, I do. I like John. No, nope. you said nobody with his haircut is ever going to succeed at anything. That is not what I said. I said nobody <laughs> who has ever had hair in the NBA that you had to put in a ponytail has been an I'm NBA having, superstar. I'm having a back spasm. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's such a terrible take. No, it's not, dude. I interviewed Eton Thomas, who grew dreads, right? And he was like, George, you, you, you are right, but it's because most of us have grown hair after a few injuries. Later and, in their career? Yeah, right, and he was well. like, see, see Derrick Rose. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I will give but, you. I, I will give you that. That uh, long hair Sprewell was a shell. Yes. Of, uh, of Golden State Sprewell. You are in. You love the NBA. Find me a player that that he had to, and, and corn, corn rolls don't count because they're they're in your they're they're tied to your head. But mm-hmm. if but find me a player who had to put his hair in a ponytail that needed a ponytail holder to keep it out of his face. That was an NBA great while he had that. Well, it's not Brian Grant and it's exactly. not, it's not, uh, well, I, you, you guys did get kicked out of the playoffs by Jay Crowder last year. So uh, I said he, NBA great, not NBA <laughs> role player. Sometimes NBA I great make, with a ponytail. Well, that, so that's, that just shows you how transcendent John Morant is. Get out of here, hey, bro. Hey, oh, let, let's be for real, though, for one second. I know it's been five games. Please don't reach through the screen and smack me. He kind of looks like MVP season Derrick Rose right now. John Morant? Yeah. Bro, we're five games in. I, I am not. Getting- no, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know it's a small sample size. I know the, the Knicks might not really even well. be good. He's playing he, really well. But but if the league, if the NBA season stopped today, you you know who your MVP would be. Uh, Steph Curry. Uh, okay, but, but last night, John Morant hit a 40-footer in Draymond's face to beat the Warriors. Yeah. And so I don't know. They have a head to head really well. I mean, he also missed a free throw in the previous game to 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 lose the game too. So you if know. you ask an NBA troll Twitter, they tell you it's one of the Ball brothers. Hey, it's an early season MVP. Lamelo ain't playing around right 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 now, and neither is Lonzo. I might uh, go see him on Monday. I might go see him in person on Monday. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm hey, intrigued by Lamelo. Levar Ball was right. All right. Um, About what? <laughs> He was he was he was right. NFL Total Access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host Andrew Levy and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts and a few shock drafts too. NFL Total Access the podcast is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, <laughs> the next thing up is cancel or consequence, where we tell you if somebody's being canceled out in the world or they are receiving consequences. Do we need to cancel? Cancel. 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 Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. And this is Issa Rae, who is the uh, creator of the show Insecure on HBO, Florida Culture, all of this stuff. She tweeted out that the maid at the hotel room told her how clean that she was. And then that ended up making her clean more before the maid came. So now the question is, for Canceler Consequence, are you supposed to clean before the maids come? Like, like what is your responsibility to clean when you get a hotel room? Because I know some people that are like, I'm not cleaning shit. I paid for this hotel room. I will do as I please. And it was just, and I'm like, I don't think that that's how it works. Like, I am... I am a like I'm not gonna leave it filthy, but it's definitely gonna need some work. Yeah, uh, decency I think is the is the standard. Just like be a decent human being. Like don't don't do anything that would actually like inconvenience your presence in the room. Right? Like you you don't got to make the bed. No. You don't but, have to. But your don't have go the people the telling stories about you when you when you leave like that, like like right like that should be the goal is that the person should not be able to tell a story about you when you leave unless unless you leave them a very handsome tip. And you're like, yeah, listen, bro, I know we screwed this up. I know we screwed this up because I actually had that happen, Ralph, when when I was younger I was on vacation and bro, it, I don't think we left the hotel room for like a couple days. The the room was a disaster. It was like a crime scene in there, bro. And <laughs> and I think I left like a hundred dollar tip for the uh, maid. I was like, I, I'm embarrassed. I was here's a couple here's a couple of important things. Bodily fluids keep it to a minimum. I think that's a that's an important thing, right? Like. Just keep keep the bodily fluids to a minimum. Uh, as somebody who worked in sanitation, aka was a was a janitor. My dad had a janitorial account, and I worked as a janitor every day from like age twelve to age nineteen, and then again later in in life to help help my my dad out because he's getting older and and stuff like that. These are the really important things that you never ever ever want to do. You can't avoid eating in bed in a hotel room. That's going to happen. Just don't try not to use the sheets as a, a napkin. That's not what they are. So, like, that that that's that's thing number one. Uh, that's just conservationists, so they don't have to wash all the sheets every single day. The yeah. other most important thing in the entire world is 
If you got one of these, okay, dump it before you throw it away or leave it out so that someone can dump it before it goes in the trash can. Okay, There's so- nothing more frustrating in the entire world than going to take the trash out and the way that you like pull the bag jostles the lid off and it spills inside and then you're leaking soda all over the carpet and the carpet needs clean and it gets on your clothes and it's just like yeah. sugary stickiness everywhere. Whether it's beer or whatever, just if you don't finish a beverage, dump it. Even for your own benefit so you're not walking around knocking stuff over. Does it matter how much you paid for said hotel room? So like if you went to a hotel room and you paid a thousand dollars for that night, right? Or whether you went to a Motel 6 and you paid $79 for the the night. Does that change the level of destruction that you are allowed to do in the hotel room? It shouldn't because I don't know if the help is all that different as far as compensation, I think the four seasons is just pocketing more money. I don't think, I don't think Esmeralda is getting uh, a living wage at the four seasons. Oh, correct. Not at motel six. So um, it, that technically shouldn't govern it. I will say this. It, my wife and I have been having very frequent arguments recently uh, because we have somebody come and deep clean our house once every two weeks because she's working from home she used to like to clean the house. It'd be like a nice like reset for her. And I like helping out any way that I can. So I'm not making it sound like it's just all her responsibility. But when you're in the home and you're working from home, sometimes like you, you just you need a break. So we have somebody come over once every two weeks and clean on Wednesday morning. Guess what she's doing on Tuesday night? Cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning for the cleaners. Wait, like, wait, 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 hold on. Is she like mopping the floor or is she like picking up loose items the way they're not misplaced later? She is making sure every room is tidy and presentable as a show of respect to someone being in your home as if they would be a visitor. They're coming in and they're doing the deep like floor mopping, dusting, stuff like that. She still does everything else. But like the, as far as like the dusting, a, a, a giant, you know, four bedroom house, she's leaving that to them. But she's she's making sure that there's not like if there's a random shoe in the middle of the floor, it's getting put away. If there's like uh, papers out on the kitchen table, they're getting put away like every room oh. is going to be presentable for the people who are coming See- to clean. I agree with that on some level, like because we have a cleaning lady who comes in every single week. Right. And if we're super, super busy, she may come twice a week if there's something going on, like we're going to have people over or something. But like there have been a couple of times where she came and I'm like, no, this is not working. Like I'm embarrassed. And and I am helping clean up while she's while she's here. Okay. But But she's kind of like family, too. So here's where I draw the line, because I'll say this right now. I am irrational about the day after a house is clean. Nothing stresses me out more in the entire world than a clean house, because then it's all about maintenance. Then, like, if somebody if my kids come in and they throw their book bag on the floor, I'm like, you better pick that up or your mom's going to kill us all. (laughs) Right. And I I get really, really stressed about the possibility of somebody else getting stressed. I kind of hate having a clean, like a super clean house, because then you have to maintain it. But what I don't care for is the stress that comes with cleaning for the cleaners. Like we, we, we got to get, they're going to be here at eight in the morning. We got to make sure that all this is done. Like, no, no, we're paying them. Yes. To make sure all this is done. I refuse to stress. So that is the, that's the reason why we fight when it comes down to hotel rooms. And that's incredible manipulation by that, that, that made that Issa Rae was dealing with. But when it comes to hotel rooms, just say that, like, you got to respect yourself, forget them. Like, don't wipe your ass with a towel. Don't uh, put your DNA on the wall. Like, just don't don't do those things. Dude, all, right, all right, all right. If you if you do do those things, okay. If if like if like you had a they out of toilet weekend. paper, so I had to use a washcloth. No. no, 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 no. I'm saying like you had a wild, you know, like like a wild weekend, you know, where you don't okay. come out of the room, right? 
um, or like <laughs> night, two days. Like, like if you were in Vegas and then and things happened and you woke up the next morning and it was time for your flight and you barely made it. Like you barely were able to scrape yourself out and you were like, oh, my God, <laughs> this room is embarrassing. How much of a tip are you supposed to leave? Uh, I would say I would say that you you got to if they if they can't give that room away, <laughs> you should probably be paying for a night. <laughs> Dude, I once left a two hundred dollar tip. I'm it not was, staying anywhere like nice to the Mandalay or whatever. So that would probably be my cap is like 100, 200. If I really, if oh, I, dude, dude if dude, I, I went I, guns and roses on the place. Oh, dude, dude. And yes, yes. It was a $200 tip. I was like, oh, sorry, fam. Sorry, fam. Um, crime scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. NFL total access. The podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Uh, Now it is time for the best of social media, where we literally talk about the best things from social media. Now, Now, here's the best of social media. Uh, The first thing up is... I did not understand this, and Ralph needs to explain it to me. There was a tweet that came out that that said, um, my son bought a book at the Goodwill for 50 cents 
When he got home, he discovered fifty. Oh, sorry, five hundred dollars tucked into the pages. Of course, he's excited and wants to keep it. He's thirty. I have no say. What would you do? So I don't understand what the question. Neither do the I. Book. You have five hundred dollars now. You, yeah, I don't. I, Nobody I, lost I, the money. They may have put it in there intentionally. That's what I'm, I'm very I'm very confused about why the whole internet was talking about this yesterday. I, I probably wouldn't tell my mom. I might buy her a gift, <laughs> but I, I I wouldn't. I might just give her the book, but like, I don't think that. I don't think that's, hey, that's anybody's a good business. way to find out if somebody read a book, though. Oh my god, I'm oh, going to do that to my kids. That's a that is a really good idea. That I'm is gonna, a really good idea. Because I remember I remember when I made my middle son read Where the Red Fern Grows, which is the most depressing book on the planet. And afterward, he was like, "Man, that was a fun book." And I was like, "What the hell?" And I was like, "So it, it was fun." He's like, "Loved it." And I was like, "Everybody's." Good, happy ending, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and you're like, "Liar, liar!" Everybody's, yeah, everybody's alive, and he's like, "Yeah, why wouldn't they be?" I'm like, "You didn't read shit." <laughs> no, you no, that's a that's a fantastic idea. I would I would say this, George, if you found five hundred dollars just out of principle, are you doing something good with ten percent of that? Yes, yeah. I can't. I I don't. I don't believe in karma or anything. And I know that that's not even the proper use of karma. Uh, but I would not. I would feel weird, just like taking it straight to the horse track. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. That is. That would be outrageous. All right. Um. And uh. Oh, dip. Yeah, so that's the best of social media. And before we get out of here, we wanted to give you our college football picks for the week and um ralph writes an article on unafraidshow.com our fearless five picks and um right now i was crushing ralph at the beginning of the of the season and we we started out with a thousand dollars and now i am down to you worked your way you worked your way almost all the way up to 1400 while i was down at 650 yeah, at and one point. And now I'm at 745 and Ralph is at eleven hundred and ninety. He's twenty-two, twenty-two and one, and I am uh twenty and twenty-five. And Ralph takes a lot of over-unders. I pretty much all take the spread. So um my first game of the week, and then we we can alternate, Ralph, is Colorado at Oregon. Oregon's favorite by 25, four and a half points. I'm risking $75 because the max is $100. And I am taking the Oregon Ducks. Okay, my first game is I got really tempted by just this is probably the lowest over under I've seen all year. Um, Oh, my God. Iowa at Wisconsin. It's 37 and I'm taking the over and risking 50. Okay, that that feels pretty safe, right? We'll see. <laughs> That's very low. That's not even 20 points a team. Right. All right. Um, my next game is Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan State is uh, is getting four points because, because Michigan's favored by four points. I'm taking the Spartans at home plus four, risking 75 bucks. Do you think that they'll win or do you just like the fact that if it's just a field goal that you're you're golden? I like that I'm going to I think that they're going to win. But if they don't, it'll only be by a field goal. So I so I feel like I'm pretty in pretty good territory there. OK, uh, my second game is uh, Ole Miss is actually the underdog at at Auburn, despite being six and one and their only loss being to Alabama. I don't I, I don't believe in Bo Nix. I know that, you know, he he, he brings a different energy to every single game. Uh, and there's sort of like an SEC obsession with which Bo Nix is going to show up each week. Um, I think that for the most part, you know, besides the time that Ole Miss got punched in the mouth by Alabama in that first half, I think that they've looked really strong. And I, I see them 
winning outright. So the, the two and a half was easy f- for me to take there, and I'm risking $50 on that one. All right. Uh, next game, I have Georgia at Florida. Florida is f- – uh, well, Georgia's favorite by 14 and a half points. I'm risking 75 bucks. And I am taking Florida plus 14 and a half. This game is in Jacksonville. Used to be the biggest cocktail party in uh, in the world, but now it's dry. And Georgia's the number one team in the nation. Florida's four and three. Dan Mullen is on the hot seat. He's going to be pulling out every single stop he possibly can. And Georgia's feeling real good about their defense. And Florida is going to shock the world and lose by less than 14 and a half points. So that's why I got the Florida Gators. All right. So my third game is North Carolina at Notre Dame. Um, I'm actually taking the over under in this one, which is 62 and a half. I have seen North Carolina try to play defense. And oh, they my can't. God. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a, a 37, 34 game. I think Dude, we're going to get I up. I should have took the over under in that game, bro. Like that, that 62 and a half feels real good. That feels like a $100 yeah. bet. I should have made made that one. All right. Uh, the next game up is Penn State at Ohio State. Ralph, if there's a line like 18 and a half, which, which side am I usually on? You love to take road dogs, which is why I'm surprised you didn't here. Because Penn State stinks. They are massively overrated. Uh, they Ohio State's favorite by 18 and a half points. Ohio State can score too many points and Penn State can't. This game's going to get ugly and out of hand. Give me Ohio State minus 18 and a half. I got baited. I got baited by the line. And so I'm on the other side of it, risking $100. How? How did you let them get you? Oh, Ralph, Ralph, you let them hit you with the banana and the tailpipe there, bro, because like there's no way that Penn State stays within 18 and a half points. Oh, Ralph, they got you there. Uh, The last game up, Texas at Baylor. Baylor is at home, favored by two and a half points. See, my, my head initially said that this is a game that Sark would win. Nah, he's going to create more controversy. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And Texas fans are going to be mad that they hired him, too, because they they hate whoever their coach is. And give me Baylor (laughs) minus two and a half points. All right. My last game is the uh, the team that I'm most familiar with is favored by 15 and a half over Washington State. And that's the Arizona State Sun. They will be looking fresh as hell. Some very, very nice. Uh, Halloween style uniforms, copper helmet, black uh, gold ring. But I know this team three scores does not seem possible. Uh, not with the way that Herm plays and not with Aiden Delora being healthy and, and, and running the show. So I, I don't like Arizona State to cover that 15 and a half. I have Washington State plus 15 and a half, and I'm putting every that I can at a hundred bucks. And that leads me to my last question before we end the show. Your kids bring home pillowcases full of candy on Sunday night, George is the one candy that you are stealing. Oh, I don't, I don't have to steal them because they're going to give me all their almond joys. I am like, is it because they don't like it or because it's just a show of respect to the patriarch? No, it's big. It's because oh, oh, oh no, 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 it's because they don't like it. Okay, they will they will happily, but but the one thing the show of the patriarch that they will give me, they will give me all their giant lemon heads. Giant lemon heads also a very very good candy, very good candy. I uh, I used to have this policy um, because I wanted to encourage them like going all out on Halloween that I'd take the first fifteen homes, no matter what they got. They had to come and drop off the first 15 homes. It wasn't until house 16 that they even got any candy. Damn. So they, because because sometimes you get fat and happy on Halloween. You get a little bit of candy in your bag. You call it good. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about late November when you want to <laughs> snack, right? You don't want to run out of candy on November Bruh. 6th. So, so uh, that 
was what I did for a while. But then they would just do the same thing. They'd get to like house 23. They'd have seven houses worth of candy and they'd come home and want to eat it. So it didn't make any impact whatsoever. So I've ended my policy of taxation. And now I just take all the mini Twizzlers. For some reason, Halloween oh, is the God, only Twizzlers time. Twizzlers suck. Dude. No, 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 no. Not like the long, not the big. For some reason, the Halloween, the mini ones, Bro. the soft strawberry. Bro, Twizzlers. Halloween's like the only time they ever come out. But it's not like Twizzlers, like the long ones. It's a completely different Bro, candy. Twi- Twizzlers are. Oh, my God. The the Twizzlers might be the only candy that is worse than Butterfingers and, and worse than Butterfingers Reese's and worse than Reese's Pieces. And worse than Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's peanut butter cups are should not be given out on Halloween. If you are giving out Reese's peanut butter and chocolate candies, you spring for the pumpkins. Don't be cheap. Spring Dude. for the pumpkins. Give no, out the pumpkins. The, the only reason why you would give up re, give people Reese's peanut butter cups is because you hate them. Um, <laughs> I I agree with you that Twizzlers are not good, but I don't think the Halloween Twizzlers are the same candy. Oh, hmm. I, if, if have, my you ever had, bring any, have you ever had bring the any, mini soft ones? No, dude, because they because the big ones are nasty. So I don't eat those. They're not. They're just not even the same. They're not the same texture or anything. I promise you. And you know what other candy is terrible? Skittles. What? Skittles. They all taste the same to me, except for the green ones. Skittles suck. But yeah. So uh, hey, hey. But I will give you this: you're not right about a lot of sugary foods. But giant lemon heads and almond joys are are very good. You're welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the family. All right, you guys, that is Reister or wrong. I'm George Reister. He's <laughs> Ralph. I almost said I was Ralph Amsden. I'm Ralph Amsden. He's George Reister. And thank you guys for joining. Well, I don't Peace. like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> Peace out. Catch you guys later. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.